I clutched my pearls the whole time I read this book. I'm like hooked. I was on the edge of my seat. I leaned forward. Five stars, baby. Welcome to Books in the City Pod. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Whoa. Hey. Uh, I've been going to too many concerts. Um, Are you ready for tonight? <laughs> Hello, New York. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Books in the City Pod. I am Becky. I'm Emily. I'm Libby. And we are four friends normally. Our fourth friend is unwell and resting today as we do a little marathon record. So um, if you're wondering why it's another week without Kayla, that's where she is. And her name is Kayla. <laughs> Um, and we're four friends who like to talk about books, and that's what we're going to do today. But first, I want to thank everybody for coming to my book club to talk about either a reread or a first-time read of Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman. Um, it was a fun time, hopefully, because it is the past <laughs> as we speak. It will be a fun time. It will be a fun time, slash it was depending on when you're listening to this. Happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. Which may be more on that later. But before we get into Halloween, um, speaking of book club stuff, I'm excited to announce the November book club pick. Uh, Drum roll. Drum roll, yeah. So we're reading all this. Okay. (laughs) All this could be different by Sarah thankum matthews um this came out i actually i'm not sure when but i know it was beloved and nominated for prizes and have you read it i haven't read it yet so we're in this together another another uh all of us reading this together but yeah i'm exciting i've been hearing really good things um and yeah, I think it'll be a fun time. Do you know when your book club's going to be or stay tuned for that info? Let's stay tuned, but All definitely right. like end of November. All right. Everybody stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Emily. Yeah. The fish, the fishbowl. It looks like a haunted house today. Right? <laughs> oh, wow. That was the that was perfect. It's funny you should say that. Today, the fish wanna know. Is that a spooky <laughs> voice? <laughs> uh, do you have an embarrassing haunted house story? Mm-hmm. Yes. Ooh. Let's think, hear it, yeah. Libby. I really want to hear this story. Okay, well, okay, I'm pretty bad with like suspense and scary stuff. Um, like I enjoy it, but I just don't do well. Like I, in the movie theater at horror movies I'm like kind of the annoying person who like is speaking under her breath when it's supposed to be like tense and there's gonna be a jump scare you know um but in middle school I had this friend her birthday was in October and she was into scary things and so every year for her birthday it would be like some kind of Halloween festivity like haunted corn maze or haunted house and we did a corn maze one year and she had braces and uh-huh. I was wearing gloves and Uh-oh. I also like have to hold like many hands when I'm going through and I'm just like a tense ball of like just ready to snap at the drop of a hat. So this man came out of the cornfield with a chainsaw as ah! one does and I freaked out and had what did I do something strange happened where like my hand I was holding my friend's hand who happened to be the birthday girl but then it was like up by her like she was pulling us the other way oh wow and my mitten got caught on her braces and I like was so scared and yanked and (gasps) I, I damaged her like she had to go to the orthodontist I think I had ripped off like a rubber oh band and oh, then wow. also maybe it was like tilted or s- it, no that can't be because it's like cement I don't know but it was bad she had to no they had to do do some stuff to her mouth um 
That's no good. It was bad and it was her birthday. Wow. I ruined, ruined it for everyone. Oh, Are you guys God. still friends? No, but not, oh. you know, not, not because of that. of that. No, just that's so funny. You know, distance, everyone growing. Um, but yeah, I I get so scared in those scenarios. So it's like ripe for that's so interesting. Uh, embarrassing me embarrassing myself, maybe. I didn't really go to any haunted houses. I did once for somebody's birthday. And I'm sure some spooks happened, but I don't remember it very well. I remember thinking, hmm, there's like haunted forests that you can go through a haunted, you know, hayride. To me, it's like that's way too easy for like an actual chainsaw man to be hiding in Ugh. the woods and come out and True. chop everyone in pieces. And you're right. So that's why I was always like, mm, I'm going to not go to that. And also, I think I've spoke about this on the podcast, but like my like early childhood, we didn't really do Halloween. And, it, and then like it was like very lightly celebrated in my house. It wasn't a big to do. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really I don't have any embarrassing stories. I do have. Which now it gets even more embarrassing as I like learn about, you know, as we all grow and learn that you shouldn't dress up like Pocahontas if you're a white person or really anybody. Um, but I was <laughs> yeah. Pocahontas for Halloween one year and my mom made the costume herself and huh. she was really proud of it. And I put it on and I was so upset because I thought I looked like a cave woman. And Aww. I did. I did look like a cave woman. <laughs> hey, but that's okay. <laughs> In hindsight, that's probably for the best. But I was I made my mom really sad that day because I she like was she really was so proud of that costume. But Aww. that's I guess my embarrassing story. Yeah, I also had a not great uh obsession with Pocahontas, I think. Yeah. I really respected the the I know the film. I didn't know until you know we didn't know, we didn't know. that it was shouldn't have been made in the first place. Disney. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack with that, but Disney. Um, yeah, but okay, haunted houses. Similar story to Libby's. I similar story, really. Yeah, well, you broke someone's orthodontia. No, but <laughs> I, I like, I love, you know, horror. But I and I like being, you know, creeped out. But I don't like being scared. Like I don't watch horror movies really because, um. I don't do well with like this sensory overload. Like I don't like the score. I don't like the jump scares. I don't like when it gets too gory, but I like being like creeped out by the topic of it. So a lot of times to this day, I'll like Google the plot of a horror movie. <laughs> and you do that for everything. It's yeah, not just I do that horror. For everything. I don't, I don't like being surprised like that, I guess. <laughs> you gotta know. But um, oh, haunted houses. Uh, so like our high school used to, be near a prison a real prison a big prison in Joliet where they used to keep like John Wayne Gacy you know the child serial killer guy who like a clown right so that place was either called Statesville or Stateville in an abandoned prison nearby they set up a haunted house and it was like notoriously what the heck scary like very fucking scary. scary I was actually too scared I never went to that uh I knew people who like wore diapers and stuff because they what? were gonna like piss themselves oh um, my god and I was like because I would have those people you know debrief me you can google it so it's like like what kind of stuff can they because they could touch you there it's like very immersive it's really scary and they had like you know like people hanging from the ceiling and they grab you wait and there practical. was oh remind a reminder to all the listeners that we are on zoom right now so all it right. might be a little technically bumpy along the way Um, what was the last thing you heard? People hanging from the ceilings was a little crackly, I think. <laughs> Did you say people hanging from the ceilings? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, people hanging from the ceilings. Anyways, they had a room that was all mirrors. And then this uh, clown with a chainsaw comes out. No, and no, no. like the chainsaws. You don't, yeah, not the chainsaws. I can't be, I don't know what it is about Midwestern haunted houses. They always want to come for you with a chainsaw. Always Every with the chainsaw. character has a chainsaw. No, even sometimes there was like a little sub suburb, little subdivision, subdivision 
um, where they went like a little bit all out for Halloween and like grown men would chase the children around with the chainsaw. No, that's so like, dangerous. I don't like I mean, they don't have the actual blade, but still but you never know. But still, the feeling of like some man in a mask is going to come chase you around with it's not right. A chainsaw, someone <laughs> you don't know, like something you didn't sign up for. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was a little scaredy cat. Um, and actually, my brother was in Boy Scouts and they had a haunted house like in the woods. And naturally, being the scaredy cat I am, I was like hanging onto the back of someone's jacket. I'm pretty sure it was the guide who had never met me before. I like didn't <laughs> see anything. And then basically, that's you go what through, I have to do, Emily. Yeah. yeah. You well, who's going like... to lead us, Libby? If we, <laughs> if we go through the haunted houses, who's going to lead the way? Yeah, it would be bad. We'd stay um, in one spot. I'd be like too scared. I would just be like, or more concerning, I think I would probably punch the person. I think I would <laughs> hurt whoever worked there, like truly. Um, and we had gone through like this and listen, it's Boy Scouts, it's like mostly 10 year olds and some adults. And I was terrified and I forget like what it was. I didn't even look up much. It was just your, just your generic, like, Ooh, like doctor with guts and stuff or Uh like the room with the jumping out type things. Anyway, so you get to like the end and it's in this forest area. Right. And, um, these were in my athletic days. So I was pretty, I was pretty in shape. And we were in this clearing and he was like, well, that's a haunted house, blah, blah. And then I hear like just the beginning of the moment. Oh, you're oh, gone. gone. I was gone and I got lost. And I couldn't <laughs> find me. Wait, wait. Wait a minute. I just heard like broom and I was wait, like, wait. I was like roadrunner, like out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I left the premises. I was like, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm <laughs> gone. <laughs> so to this day, I don't really know how they ended it. I imagine with terror. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my experience. <laughs> Emily, wait, wait, wait. It cut out. We're, la- we're laughing. <laughs> because your microphone cut out. And then we both said, I'm crying. You're gone. But somehow that was part of your story. Oh, and you just I... kept going. And you kept going. Oh, <laughs> wait. That was so, so funny. I'm crying too. That's oh. what happened in my story. I... You were probably like, I wow, I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> Yeah, I ran away. I was gone. Like, I ran. Wait, but we missed what happened. happened. Yeah, the guy guy came out with the chainsaw. I heard the vroom vroom, and I booked it, and I ran so far away that they had to come find me later. I, like, left the places. Okay, that's very funny. It's not as funny as... Oh, I thought everyone was laughing at my great anecdote. I'm, I'm laughing. I just couldn't I'm stop just, laughing. It just worked out. Like running with it. I'm you gone. were like, yeah, yeah, I was gone. <laughs> oh, that is. <sighs> yeah. That was too yeah. Wait, did you go to like a parking lot or just like into the woods? That's scarier almost. Into I think it was woods? like near the parking lot. Okay. So I didn't run deeper into the woods because I have good survival instincts. Good. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah. oh I'm Jesus. crying. That was a good, good all around. I'm gone. <laughs> you're, you're gone. Yeah. Uh, but I do. gone. That's the there, title. Yeah. There is like. Gone girl. <laughs> there's something about the haunted house, a feeling like you don't. It's kind of similar on a lower stakes level of like when you're playing hide and seek and like the like thrill of like waiting and knowing something like something's coming but where is it yeah yeah it's a similar feeling that's not always easy to like recreate in the world I'm already kind of like high strong person you know so I don't think that of you at all high strong (laughs) interesting well like maybe me always thinking through you know like I'm prepared for all scenarios I'm a contract so like (laughs) wanting to know the the story before like that. Or the idea of like someone popping out and like touching me is not great. I know you, you can guys... go to the haunted houses where they don't touch you, but they still be really close. I don't like being in. I don't like people being in my bubble, anyways. So. Yeah, yeah. 
did you guys watch actually never mind we should probably wrap it up <laughs> um, should we well now i want to know did we watch quiet? yeah we wait, be what? real quick the quiet place yeah quiet place yes. i saw it in the theater and i thought i was gonna have to leave early because it was like so stressful i can't imagine inducing. yeah that I, is like, a stressful one my boyfriend at the time really wanted to see it and I, I literally turned to him and i was like i think i have to leave he was like no you have to stay i did stay and i'm glad i did but it was upsetting for me <laughs> it's yeah wait which part did you think you had to leave the it the was bathtub? like the like probably before the bathtub scene it was just the way everything was so quiet and then like the music i just couldn't do it yeah that's a good like a good idea for a horror movie yeah yep anyway should we talk about books yes yeah <laughs> well i have a book that is perfect for halloween if you don't want something spooky like you want mm. it spooky but not scary you want it heartwarming spooky Fun. i got the one for you it's called other birds by sarah addison allen it came out in august um real quick content warnings death of parents death of friend death of sister addiction Ooh. some culty vibes um but it's heartwarming it well yeah. let me you'll maybe you'll see and if you don't you'll have to pick it up <laughs> but um so for me this was a nice little surprise i i'm still a book of the month member but i skip almost every month and i don't know like i just had they haven't had a selection that's like really been appealing to me lately but for some reason this one piqued my interest and i'm glad that i picked it um it's a hard to cancel i feel like they make it's it kind not of hard, hard to it's cancel. not hard i don't think it's hard to cancel but i've been a member since like 2015 or 2016 and so I'm like well, part of their BFF program and they really got mm. me with that because now I don't want to cancel and have that go away because <laughs> mm. you're supposed to get special things and I don't even know if I do so maybe I should look into that anyway <laughs> um and also it's like a good price for a book and if they do have a really good book in there like I don't want to miss out on that anyway this is not an ad um <laughs> obviously <laughs> So the main character is Zoe. She's 18 and she's just about to start college. A long time ago, her mom had passed away and her dad kind of wasn't great. And he didn't really like, she was really just close with her mom and he didn't really seem to take much interest in like, you know, raising her or like, I guess it was more so like she had a stepmom that really didn't want to have anything to do with her. So her dad kind of like went along with that. So she had kind of a rough background um, and she never really felt at home when at home. So back when her mom had passed away, she left Zoe this like small trust fund. Um, it's painted as like not, she's not like a trust fund baby. She just like was, her mom had put what she had away for Zoe only. Um, and one of the things in that was an apartment or a condo in this place called the Delawisp on Mallow Island in South Carolina. And she would get that when she turned 18. So she goes there during the summer before college and she's like excited to like go stay in this condo that her mom lived in to kind of get to know her mom better or learn something new about her mom and, you know, kind of get away from her stepmom and her dad. So she goes there for the summer, and when she arrives, she finds that the Della Wisp is home to a lot of very interesting characters, including birds, all these birds called Della Wisps that inspired the name of the complex. Um, and Zoe has her own bird that she brings along named Pigeon, but you learn pretty quickly that Pigeon is actually invisible, and nobody but Zoe can see Pigeon. Um, hmm. wait, did you say how old Zoe is? Sorry. Zoe is 18. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so you get the, you get the vibe that I don't really want to talk too much about pigeon because I think it's an interesting part of the book, but you, you get the vibe that it's kind of like an imaginary friend, but yeah. she, you should read it. Cause she explains like the actual character explains why pigeon is not her imaginary friend, but yeah. Pigeon is, in fact, invisible to anybody but Zoe. So there are other interesting characters at this complex. One of them is a woman named Elizabeth Lime, and she's kind of the neighborhood busybody, and she keeps tabs on what everybody is doing, when they come, when they go, if they're making too much noise. She writes down everything that they do, even if it's just, like, 
they took the trash out and complains about everything to the management. Um, <laughs> Fun. She's a lot and everybody hates her. And because of her, she's kind of made it so that nobody ever comes out of their apartment unless they have to go somewhere. Nobody talks to anybody because they're afraid that she's going to come yell at them for making noise. Like they all have nice patios, but they don't ever use them because of Lisbeth. Um, there's also Lisbeth's sister, Lucy, who Lucy is never really seen, but you always know she's lurking in the shadows. Um, you know this because she's always smoking and sometimes you'll just like, I'm saying this as if I was there. You can like smell her cigarettes or like see her in the sh shadows in her apartment building with like just the embers burning and that's all you can see into the window. So she's there and she's watching, but that's all you really know about, about Lucy. And then there's this young girl named Charlotte and Charlotte escaped from a cult and has been running from like city to city. And she's living in Mallow Island in South Carolina doing henna at the local like tourist area location. Um, and then there's Mac, who is this like renowned chef who works at this restaurant that is they cook with um, cornmeal. Interesting. Um, okay. <laughs> so the book shifts perspectives between all of these characters and you learn a lot about them and they're like different backgrounds and things that haunt them, including their ghosts. You also shift to the perspective of the ghosts that haunt each of them. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if I'm doing, doing it, a good like, job. They all know about their own. No. Oh, okay. None of them know about their ghosts. Interesting. But their ghosts are there. And so you learn about those characters both through their perspective and through the ghost's perspective. Ooh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Spooky fun. Some of the ghosts are very meaningful people in their past. So it's like very loving look at them. And it'll be like, oh, like I want to go. Like I'm ready to move on, but he needs me here. And stuff like that. So it's very, yeah. this is what I mean by it. it's a haunt uh, that's heartwarming. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the book really kicks off when Elizabeth Lyme is found dead in her condo. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that Elizabeth was a hoarder and she mm -hmm. kept every piece of paper she ever got. Sometimes she would sign up for things just to get pieces of paper. And she would keep them all in boxes in, in the condo um, in hopes that she would find this like mystery story that she like really feels like she has um, and give it to this like famous local author. So this famous local author is a big part of the book and I don't really know how to explain him, but basically he wrote a book about Mallow Island, which is where this apartment complex is. And it became like a really big hit. And it was like his only hit book, but he is part of like the tourism and Elizabeth has a connection to him, which I won't give away. And she has always felt like she has this story for him. And, and that's why she starts collecting paper because mm. she needs to find this story that she knows she has and then mm -hmm. give it to this author. And so Zoe is tasked with cleaning out Elizabeth's stuff and digging through all of her paper to see if there really was a story to give it to this author and if not just throw it out so in the meantime of digging through this apartment zoe starts to bring together all of the people in the delawisp and get them out of their apartments and talking to each other and it creates this little like found family at the delawisp and it's like it's not super plot driven obviously you like learn about certain things that happen in in regards to elizabeth's death and like that and whether or not she has a story and who's who and what's what and the ghost uh, aspect but it's mostly about like each of their personal lives and how they're connected with those those ghosts in their past and it's really a heartwarming read oh there's a little bit of drama here and there in it but in general it's just a, a nice little book that sounds great yeah if you don't um if you're looking for something like fast-paced mystery, this isn't the one. But yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. How many stars and did you give it? I gave it four. Nice. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. Nice. <laughs> what was that called? <laughs> Other Birds by Sarah Addison Allen. I feel like I'm going to look up this cover because... I think I've seen it around. Yeah. I'm not sure if I have or not. But it I sounds very I don't sweet. have it nearby. 
I don't think. Oh, I have not seen this, but I love the cover. Yeah, it's a good cover. And a good cool. book. Everybody should read it and let me know what they think. Um, the ending was very sweet. And I kind of want somebody to read it so we can discuss. Mm. Um, Emily, what did you read? Uh, so I read a spooky book. That's nice. It's not that spooky. It's a little spooky. It's called Cackle <laughs> by Rachel Harrison. And I don't know when I'm briefly active on Instagram. One of the things I posted was that the hardcover of this had like a very different cover. It's like green dripping. There's a teacup. There are spiders. And then the, the paperback, I almost said the soft cover is. um. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Soft, the soft cover just came out and it's like a different design a completely different design it's a lot more like cozy magic looking a little more tarot-esque so I had people like vote I think both covers kind of represent the book but it's not all like soft magic so this is a book that I got on our bookstore crawl thanks to yes. Emily yeah Ooh. I did I do think Becky would really enjoy this. So even though I'm covering it, I think you should still read it. <laughs> um, so the book opens on Annie, who is a Manhattanite who has recently broken up with her long-term boyfriend. And she's still like, it's messy because like they were together for so long and they still live together. So during that time, like when she was young, you know, she was very settled. So she didn't like make a lot of other friends. And she's spending her birthday with like a work acquaintance and she's like, this is fine. Everything's fine. My life's just so different now. Um, and uh, they have this night out on like the Lower East Side. And this part reminded me of like some of the back in the day book clubs we used to have where we would like bounce around and then like walk by all those like tarot shops and stuff mm. or like palm reading, you know, like we almost got our our fortunes read once right yeah yeah like we should do that we should <laughs> yeah for people who haven't like been around the night scene they're just like weirdly omnipresent these like palm reading places I feel like when you're out and about and they're very like it's dark and there are like these glowing signs and it just feels like the time is right especially when you're like you know a little drunk or <laughs> whatever so the Annie and her friend like wander into one of these places and she gets her palm read and the lady's like, uh, things don't look good for you. There's like a darkness in your future. <laughs> and Annie's like, great, love that. Uh, cheers, bye. So anyways, it all starts off on kind of an ominous foot. Um, but as a part of her like big change to get over the breakup, she decides to move upstate to like this small town to take a teaching job. And Wait, your mic cut out there. You said move upstate. Move upstate to okay. this small town to take a teaching job. And I saw someone describe it as like storybook from Once Upon a Time. Did anyone watch that TV show? No, I didn't. I think Kayla uh, did. Okay, well, just kind of picturesque and everything is really cute and put together. And um, there are all these like cryptic, like the town signs are like, you're now part of the secret and then upon exiting it's like Shh, keep our secret and she's like Haha, okay whatever um so yeah she's like getting settled in the town and um as Annie kind of explores she wanders into this wine shop where she meets Sophie a sophisticated like older lady she has a presence you know she's just kind of like cool and chic and for all intents and purposes let's just picture Angelina Jolie okay let's just picture <laughs> Angelina um and Sophie takes Annie kind of under her wing which Annie loves because like like I said she's feeling very lonely and a lot of big changes and it's hard to find friends but Annie soon notices people are kind of like weirdly jumpy or scared of Sophie um in the town and also Annie notices that whenever she's like just bitching to Sophie like oh this is going like this is happening she's a new teacher and her student like she doesn't have good control of her classroom and her students are kind of acting up so she's like complaining to Sophie and then pretty soon she like notices that her students behave just 
on a limb like out of nowhere and she's like huh this is so weird um and Annie also notices this like increase in the presence of spiders in her apartment there's just like more around you know they're just kind of always there um and she's not afraid of spiders so she's not like too scared of it she just thinks it's like wow she'll put one out of her house and then she'll find another couple um so Annie starts to think you know maybe there's some kind of like something funky going on in the town maybe there's this kind of supernatural presence and then she wonders does this have anything to do with my friend Sophie uh so who's Sophie the lady Angelina Angelina Jolie oh (laughs) stick with it (laughs) sorry Um, wait why sorry why does she leap to that just there's details you can't say I was trying to be vague about it oh but (laughs) because Sophie has a vibe she has a vibe Got let's it, got say it, got it. let's say a witchy vibe. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Cool. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah. So by being vague, maybe I was too vague. <laughs> but um, I loved this. I did it on audiobook, and I wasn't like expecting much, but um, I think it's sarcastic and like witchy, and there aren't these like fantasy like rules that you really have to fixate on. Um, this story is really about like a girl who didn't know who she was outside of her relationship and she kind of finds power in discovering her identity and interests outside of her relationship to men, you know, and I think that's a nice theme to have. Um, there was a tinge of like horror and danger and that was like really fun and propulsive on audiobook, uh, which I admire because when you're dealing with like power and like the Sophie character, are you like, is she, in the words of Glinda, is she a good witch or a bad witch? So I don't know. You'll have to read and find out. Um, without saying too much, there is an anthropomorphic spider with a bow tie and a top hat. Oh. And if that seems like your thing, I think the spider. Wait, 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 oh, wait, wait. You're wait. cutting out. You're cutting out. Oh. I got scared okay. she was going to run again. <laughs> no, I, I was out of there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sprint. Um, and without saying too much, uh, if you like, if you're cool with like Charlotte's Web-esque spiders, I think you'll be okay with this. But if spiders are your phobia and you can't even read the word and process the imagery of a spider, maybe this is not for you. Um, but I thought they were cute. And now I want a pet spider. So, um, yeah, it was just a good witchy read. It felt like it felt a l- the tone was like a little more interesting than some of the lighter like Halloween Town esque lit literary fiction type books I've read recently. Um, and a little more like it had like an extra level of spice, but it's still not like we are witches who are powerful and you have to like you it's know. not like year of the witching yeah level exactly yeah. it's like whoa this is serious witchcraft yeah yeah it's just kind of like using witch as a metaphor for woman's independence basically so oh. like i liked that and yeah i gave it five stars oh nice, nice. Damn. yeah i think it's a quick quick read I can see it on my shelf right now. Maybe I'll read it when we're done tonight. I think you'd really like it. Did you get the hardcover or paperback? I got the the soft cover. Soft cover. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that sounds good. Both your books make me want to read something witchy. Uh, Emily, what was that? So that was Cackle by Rachel Harrison. <laughs> Cackle. Cackle. <laughs> you have to say it that way get it like like witch cackling oh i get it oh that was spooky could we do a good like i i can't do like a wicked witch laugh i can't either and i'm not gonna try (laughs) i really wow that was eerie but that's not (laughs) (laughs) a cackle i'm not gonna try okay i'll try no oh my god i don't feel confident okay uh libby what did you read (laughs) yeah i want to talk about my book (laughs) Um, okay, I, I read a book called Sadie by Courtney Summers. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Somebody talked about it? No, no. 
No. Uh-uh. But I felt it sounds familiar. I think I did. Girly, I don't think you did. Did you check it at check? On a throwback, I didn't. On a throwback? Not a throwback, but like a one where we did a backlist. Oh, God, not this again. Hold on. I don't think so. I don't think so, but I read this book, so it's fine. Continue. <laughs> this is why, well, because I, I knew that Emily read Queenie. I know you read this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think we've probably, you know what happens is I think we, we talk as a about group, them? have talked about books that we've read, and that's one of the titles, yeah. but we haven't, like, talked about but also it's we've been doing this podcast for so long I don't even remember what I've talked about so I'm it's in my mind I'm like oh I read that a long time ago did I also talk about it on the podcast? while we're just I think it was pre break I'm looking it up I think (laughs) it was pre pod it was pre the pod oof that had me sweating there for a second okay so I'm talking about a book called Sadie by Courtney Summers um I've never heard of this (laughs) Yeah, you just read it. <laughs> um, this came out in 2018, and I do feel like it was kind of a big, there was like a big thing, or, you know, it was like mm-hmm. a lot of people were reading it and liked it or had strong opinions about it one way or the other. Some people, I think, really didn't like it. So, anyway, um, yeah, let me talk about it. It's <laughs> YA, right? Yeah, so it's a YA mystery. Um, and I listened to it on audiobook. And before I even get into the plot, I really want to make a strong case for listening to this specific book on audio. Um, hmm. because the premise of the book, like, or the yeah, it heavily involves a true crime podcast. There's like an element of a podcast yeah. being made about the main character or main some main characters. Um and that, so that includes like community interviews and the audio is a full cast. Like the audiobook has a full cast of voice actors, um, oh, which cool. made it, yeah, very like fun because you, you genuinely feel like then you're listening to a podcast interviewing people in this town. It, it feels really like immersive and real. Um, and then it also really uses great sound effects and like, I think I talk about this later in my notes, but yeah, the way, so like, for example, at one point, the podcast producer has to call his editor and like, you know, talk with him about some of the like directions the podcast is going to take. And that's on, they're having a conversation on a cell phone and you hear, there's like these little audio touches of like, this might actually not be in the book but something similar where he's like hold on I have to put you on speaker and then like the voice changes and you can like it just feels Mm. super like it made it feel very real to me um that's cool yeah yeah. so if you're thinking about this but you've been on the fence maybe try the audio because I feel like that was a really well done audiobook Okay, so anyway, Sadie is called Sadie because the main character's name is Sadie. <laughs> I take a shot every time I say Sadie. I know, I was <laughs> going to say this is like the secret word. Six times. Um, so the book kicks off with an introduction to, like I mentioned, a, a new serialized podcast called The Girls. Oh. And the podcast is hosted by this man named West McRae. So... Right away, you learn that the podcast host, West, had previously been exploring the lives of Americans in very small towns. Um, That part kind of gave me like this American life vibes a little bit, Mm, but S-Town. I forgot about S-Town. I listened to cereal or no. No, I mean, it's more just like slice of life stories from these people. So S-Town is like a better, yeah, example. But also, you know, this American life, it'll just like get Mm -hmm. into these niche Mm-hmm. like one person in this small community and like the their impact um so that introduces the podcast like west working on that podcast um introduces him to this town in colorado called cold creek and cold creek has recently been struck by a terrible did i say struck <laughs> cold creek has recently been struck by a terrible tragedy when one of its young residents named maddie was found brutally murdered and so it turns out that maddie 
had an older sister named Sadie, who since the murder, Sadie has gone missing. So that's the kind of like genesis for this new podcast. Um, mm-hmm. West McRae, the host, is reluctant to take on the project at first because he's just like, I don't know, actually, it's interesting, like his reasoning for like, he's like, I think kind of not another true crime podcast. And he's sort of just like, no, let's like move on and we don't need to like reopen this in the community and blah, blah, blah. But eventually he does become pretty entrenched in it and like obsessed with where Sadie could be and like very obsessed with finding Sadie, who is the older sister of the murder victim and our missing girl. So yeah, in West's chapters, we're hearing him host the podcast. He, Like I said, he's interviewing people in town, but also as this book goes on, uh, we start to get like a peek behind the curtain on him. So you literally hear him like hosting the podcast and you're listening to the podcast. And then later um, when you're getting like a kind of look into his life, you'll eavesdrop on these phone calls that he has with his producer. Um And you can kind of hear how the case is starting to get to him in a kind of raw way because he also has a young daughter and he's just kind of finding like a different stake in the story overall. But yeah, just reiterating too, the way that this was recorded is just like, it's so cool to listen to. Um, Okay, but then in alternating chapters, we get Sadie's perspective. So we follow her as she sets off to try and find the person who she's convinced that she knows who murdered her sister. And so she's off to track this person down. And at first we don't know who she thinks they are. And we're also not sure why Sadie is so confident that like she knows that this person did it. Um, So that's kind of part, it's like mystery on mystery because like there's the element of who actually killed her and then also why Sadie believes that it's this person and then also where is this person and how you know and then also is West going to find Sadie so -hmm. it's just it's like layers of mystery um like but as we like an onion just like an ogre (laughs) um wait this is funny can you see (laughs) oh wow she looks just like the painting she just stares at me. <laughs> um, for reference, we're talking about Libby's cat. Sorry, Dennis. That you guys can't see. She's a big stare. Um, and it's like kind of unsettling sometimes. But anyway, so as we keep alternating between Sadie and West in this podcast, uh, it becomes clear that we're working on different timelines because Sadie will do something in her timeline that she'll narrate and it leaves like a trace. And then West will... F- find someone who remembers seeing her but it's like way back or not way back but in the past you know it wasn't like oh she was here yesterday type of thing um so that also that specific style and like how it was revealed that they're on different timelines just made the book really I thought it made it very intense and like cannot turn the pages fast enough even though I was listening on audio like I've said but you know the theoretical page turner um because I like had to know what was happening and I really wanted to know if West would ever catch up with Sadie or like especially as Sadie kind of got herself into more and more dangerous situations it was like oh god is she gonna make it and like sometimes there are cliffhangers in her timeline but then you flash back to West who's you know however long behind her picking up the pieces and trying to like put it all together um yeah and it was kind of dramatic irony too because as the reader you know where Sadie has been going but then as West is following her tracks and like hits these roadblocks he's like well she could have gone here or here and you're like I know that she went there like just go there but he is trying to put it all together and you know like doing his best I guess and he's running into these dead ends and you just like kind of want to scream through the speakers or at least I did (laughs) um so yeah the sign of a good audiobook then yeah if you're like audibly (gasps) I'm like oh my god (laughs) yeah I remember that book being I think I read it in like a day because it was such like an edge of your seat 
yeah, it is. It's intense. Yeah. And also I feel like maybe I'm making it or maybe because I have the impression of like true crime podcast is kind of being this like trendy sort of light thing. Mm -hmm. This book is dark and deals with like really as Sadie starts revealing more and more about like this cold Creek, Colorado and kind of her community and maybe what could have been going on with her younger sister. It's, it's just very uh, dark and Mm. sad. So I hope I'm also not like making light of that because of the, the podcast thing, but um, yeah, I can't get much more specific because it's a great mystery, but I thought this book was so, so good. Um, I already said this, but it's very dark. And like, sometimes that did make it hard to listen to. And if you are thinking of picking it up, there are a lot of content warnings to be aware of, but I feel like the main ones are drug use and addiction, rape and sexual assault and child abuse. And Mm. I think most of that is kind of more alluded to than like described in graphic detail, but just something to be aware of if you are going to read it. Um, But yeah, I loved it. Sadie herself is also like a very, whoa. Oh, I thought that was a ghost. <laughs> I just looked, I was looking at my notes and I looked up. <laughs> okay. Emily's sorry. roommate walked in the background. This is not a visual medium. I'm sorry. Um, Sadie is a kind of a tough character. Like she's just built up a ton of armor around herself because you learn a kind of why. Um, and I'll, also, she obviously like had this horrible trauma of losing her younger sister um and then like going out to get revenge so she's yeah it's hard to like get in kind of for her own protection but um also then as you keep reading like you see the love that she has for her sister which is just very heartbreaking and like stands out on every page and yeah so that was sad and beautiful to read and just like really well written I thought um yeah so that's kind of all I have I'm a big fan of this of this book what did and you read it oh, I gave it four and a half stars nice wow that point five. I will also <laughs> say extra kick yeah I think maybe the reason it's more polarizing is I don't Becky I don't know if you remember the ending but it the, it ends in kind of a way that I could see being frustrating for. I don't which, remember. Okay. Have yeah. To tell me when we, when we're done recording. Okay. Yeah. I, I can, I think it's just, I think there's something like to be said for resolved endings and unresolved endings, or, you know, where it's kind of left open-ended or, you know, exactly what happened. And I understand why people maybe don't love the open-ended ending especially in a mystery but but at the same time like if you listen to true crime podcasts that are based on cold cases like very few of them just shut like a book you know right it's real life so yeah yeah. you're dealing with all these systems of evidence and justice and yeah yeah all this and it's very rare for me to listen to like unless it's been like a my favorite murder where it's like a thing that was wrapped up mm-hmm. for the ongoing cases they're just like kind of not solved yeah yeah so in that case it's I would say realistic as well um but I think maybe that would be that might be something that has made the book polarizing or I can't really remember I know I did go down a rabbit hole and like read reviews after I read it but I personally really enjoyed this book nice and what was that it was called Sadie by Courtney Summers and I think she just had another book come out this fall maybe so I might look that book on your TBR no actually what's on your TBR well once in future witches by Alex E. Harrow which you finally I know I'm in the middle of it yeah, I'm in the middle of it now, full disclosure, but um, it's good. She's so good at yeah. writing. Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. Agreed. Becky, what is on your TBR? 
Um, Small Town Big Magic by Hazelback, oh. which Kayla read and she posted about. She and I don't know why right? I'm telling you about that. I think she was like 50 50 on it, but I asked her, I was like, would I like it? And she was like, uh, yes, you would. So nice. Yeah. Hoping to get to that soon. It is Halloween. Boo. But spooky books year <laughs> round. Spooky exactly. books year round. Anyway. True. Emily, what's on your um, TBR? Yeah. On my TBR, this month I had planned for very like elaborate. I wanted to do the first half of my month being witch books while I was watching Charmed and then transitioned to vampire books while I watched Buffy. Nice. Um, the plan is not exactly coming to fruition. So I think <laughs> you might be, this might bleed over to November and probably December. Um, but I want to read uh, Garden Spells by uh, Sarah Addison Allen. And full disclosure, I'm 20% in. <laughs> Wait a second. That's Whoa. the author who wrote the book I talked about on this episode. Wait, I wasn't even paying attention to that. <laughs> oh my! I God. just heard the title and not the... <gasps> You're right. Other birds. Oh, yeah. Wow. Interesting. Wow. Oh, Somebody's oh, been influenced. Tables. We got uh, an influencer here. There you go. Where are you guys on the internet? I'm at the Lazy Library. I'm at Becky in the Bookshelves. I'm at Sleep Run Read Repeat. Kayla's at K Red What. And you can find all of us at Books in the City Pod. Make sure you're subscribed. I feel like uh, you have to do it in Kayla's cadence. On whatever whatever platform platform. (laughs) you're listening on, leave us a review. come to book club for Libby which is me I'm being Kayla now <laughs> um what else uh, about your- use our hashtag my books in the city whenever mm-hmm. you're wearing our merch or check out our bookshop uh, buy our books through the bookshop.org link is that still updated yeah I, I will work okay. on it get it up to date okay, <laughs> to okay. find the full catalog <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah Thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you for listening. Happy Halloween. Be safe. Happy Halloween. Go to a haunted house.